Jess, Trey, Amy, Quinn, Ray, Leah, Maddie, Ray, Lily, Charlie, Faye, M, Bryce, Daniela, Elena, Marshall. Hey everyone, it's Ash and Liz, and you're talking with my puzzle pieces. Hey guys, so tonight I am here with Daniela. This is where you say hi. Hi. Um, so Daniela, we have typically started with having people describe themselves. When I was thinking about this for you, I actually realized I'm not sure if I remember what you look like. So I'm excited to hear with everybody else. So <laughs> about how old is usually where we start, about how old do you identify? Um, make sure you talk loud enough for the okay. computer to pick it up. Um, I don't really know. Like, it's okay if you don't have like an age, but you have like an ish. Like, are you a like teen, teen, like mid teen, older teen? Any sense of that? Mid, mid teen, mid teen ish, 14, 15. Okay. All right. So there's a couple of you that are kind of in that range. Yeah. How old is Charlie? Um, he's older than that now, right? A little bit, I think. A little bit. Okay. All right. And then uh, we talk a little bit about what people look like. So what color is your hair? Um, I like, got, like darker brown hair. Okay. And like just dark brown, do you have any other colors mixed in or you're, you're pretty brown? Pretty just brown. Okay. And curly straight um it's pretty straight i usually wear it like pulled back like ponytail like a ponytail or like a like a messy bun or like okay ballet dancer bun like the fancy twisty ones yeah yeah i don't know how to do those <laughs> um okay and what color are your eyeballs um they're like a light brown okay and how long is your hair um, when it's not, you know, up where we can't tell. Like a little bit past my shoulders. Kind okay. of long, but not like super long. Okay. And let's see. So you said like mid-teenager-ish. Would you say that you're like about average for like height and, and such for that? Yes. Okay. And what about your style? How do you typically dress? Um... I usually just wear, um, like, leggings and thin t-shirts, like, more fitted t-shirts. Okay. Uh, colored usually, or? Yeah, like, lighter colors. Okay. Like, pastels? Yeah, like, pastel t-shirts and leggings. That's usually what I wear. Okay. So, very comfy. Yeah, just, like, I don't know. Yeah, just nothing, like, fancy, but nothing... Not like grungy or grubby or anything. Mm -hmm. Like clean and put together a little bit, but com a comfy version of that. Yeah. Okay. And then um, what about your feeties? What do you put on your feet? Are you pro shoe or anti shoe? Um, I usually just wear sandals. Okay. Like, like flip flops or like sandaly sandals? Like sandaly sandals. Okay. Um, what about like makeup and jewelry? Um, I usually wear just like a little bit of makeup, nothing like intense. Okay. Um, and then I usually wear like 
pretty simple jewelry. Um, not like necklaces, but I usually wear like bracelets and earrings. Okay. I think that's all like the questions that come to my mind about Jasper here. This is not the time for that, buddy. Um, that's all the questions that come to my mind about appearance. Is there anything else that you can think of that would be good for them to know about how you look? No. No. So if you were going to have like a vote in what the body was wearing, what would, how, when you help dress the body, which kind of things do you guys typically wear? Um, usually like leggings and like a flowy t-shirt. Okay. All right. Um, so you were in the sort of second wave yeah. of humans that I met in that body. Mm -hmm. And you actually have a sibling. Yeah. So, so we've already, twin. yeah. So we've already talked to him, but why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of, um, he told us that he had a twin, but he didn't tell us the name. So they don't, people didn't know that you were going to be his twin. So oh. why don't you tell us a little bit about who your brother is or your twin is and kind of what that's like. Um, Charlie's my twin. Okay. Um, we're nothing alike, really, <laughs> other than quiet. Like, mm -hmm. I think introverted. So, especially, like, earlier on, we relied a lot on each other. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't talk to a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. um, Lily, but that was pretty much it. It was just us two. Um, so, Why Lil? Um, I think because we both felt kind of, like, different. And so she was someone who understood that and we came around a similar time. Okay. So it just made sense. But we didn't really want a lot of people to know about us because we're more to ourselves. Were you guys fairly close to each other in age when I first met you too? We were the same age. age. Okay. Yeah, we were both 11. Okay. I think around 11. Roughly. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. And that probably helped too. Is that a similar age identification? Yeah. Okay. And so you had a twin to be able to kind of share things with. Yeah. Did that make it harder though, do you think, when he had to be the one who sort of bore the brunt of things you think that intensity of like a twin relationship made it harder to i don't know like step back when you needed to um i think for both of us when the other person was ever getting hurt or something mm -hmm. bad was happening it just felt extra challenging it was like a piece of you mm -hmm. was going through something really painful mm -hmm. and you wanted to like help and protect and you just you, and you couldn't stop it. you had yeah. like there's nothing you could really do and it was really challenging and really painful. So you're, um, you used to have a different name. Yeah. And we're going to do, I think, a whole episode on names. So okay. I, we don't need to, like, explain in too much detail about the new name versus the old name. But what okay. was your old name? Um, my old name was Charlotte, but I also went by Charlie. So why that part? Like, I get, like, like, why do you think you chose to go by the same nickname or maybe didn't choose but just happened as your twin? Um, I think because we were so connected and a lot of like what one person went through the other felt. So it's like we shared in everything. So we just kind of shared a name as well. So it didn't really feel like you had a separate identity in a lot of ways. No, and I think really, in oh, sorry. Um, really until I picked my own name, I didn't really like focus on what I wanted or what I felt I just kind of was there mm -hmm. and I think um, kind of went along with what 
like who Charlie was like he knew who I was but I don't think anyone else really did mm-hmm. and I think that was a really big part of him wanting me to pick my own name was to help me like take that step to identify who I really am mm-hmm. yeah I think so too and I think he sort of hinted at that a little bit when we did his episode and I think like for me too when I first met you um I had no idea how different you and Charlie were because you did present as like Charlie and Charlie, the twins. And Mm -hmm. I don't think either one of you had a very good idea of who you were, but I feel like Charlie maybe had a little bit more of an idea than you did at that point. I think he had slightly more of an idea, but he very much gravitated towards Lily's identity a little bit. That makes sense. And I think when he could be his own person, he identified a little bit more with like, the gaming nerd piece, he let that come out. Yeah. Um, well, I think he and Lily have enough similarities that it's easy to say, like, oh, I'm like Lily, that's who I am. Yeah. And so I think it just kind of, like, we kind of all lumped together, mm-hmm. and neither him or I really let ourselves identify as our own people. Do you remember the first time I met you? Um... I mean, I was really, like, not out without Charlie, so I think the first time, like, you and I really talked is when we were starting to, you asked me, like, something about, like, I, like, I just, I don't feel like a Charlie do or something, you said, mm-hmm. like, like, why do you go by Charlie? Like, you just don't feel like a, like, Charlie. Hmm. I don't remember this conversation, um, but it sounds profound. And I think it was the first time I really, like, about like identifying with someone else and mm-hmm. what it would be like to like identify as myself mm. so the sort of the ability to define yourself as you versus in relation to others yeah I had never really considered it and I think that's a theme I hear a decent amount from you guys is that like because of the nature of having people your identities were so wrapped up in each other, supporting each other, protecting each other, hiding each other, that that idea of like, I can be that and also be me and be my own, I don't know, like piece of the puzzle Mm -hmm. and not just be a big picture puzzle. um, I think that that was a new concept for a lot of you. Yeah, it definitely didn't feel like reality or like that should be a possibility. Why not? I mean, your whole existence and purpose of existence is to protect a body, protect a a face and a name. So it's not necessarily important exactly who you are. That makes sense. And that sucks. And I think there's some level of concern about, like, not, like, in the treatment world, about not including people to like over individuate different parts and to like become too focused on themselves and like who they are. But I, I also still like my personal belief is like, if you guys are going to function together well in a more functional multiplicity kind of way, if you're going to work as a team, you have to know who's on that team and you have to know who you are on that team a little bit more than you did in the past. I don't know. What are your thoughts? 
There are definitely pieces that don't want a bigger role, and I think mm -hmm. that's the more important part. Yeah. Is not forcing someone who doesn't want a role to take that role, to say, well, I know you just see yourself as this, but you have to, and more just exploring. Mm -hmm. Having them reflect on mm -hmm. themselves, and I know at some point we'll talk about the shades, but mm -hmm. I think when I think about the shades, they don't want to identify as more than what they mm -hmm. are. Um, they were happy to finally have names and to have a way to talk about themselves that felt a little more real. They also Jasper didn't, didn't not right now, but they also didn't feel the need to become fully their own people, and and I think accepting that, I think mm -hmm. it's, sometimes it's hard. You want. Or you have this feeling that like they should be right, like everyone mm -hmm. should have their own, and and it's okay if they don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there's no reason to not let people express themselves if they do feel like they're their own person. It's not going to hurt a body to have one more person. Like that's not going to make or break something. Yeah, and I think you make a good point there. And it, it's not about. I'm trying to make the words like make sense outside of my brain. Um, it's not about them having to be something more than they are or something different than what they've been all along. It's about asking them to reflect on who they are and who they want to be and giving them the freedom to do that. And I think then you might, people might choose, like, I want my role to stay basically the same as it's been. That's who I am. And I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. Or people might say like, yeah, like I've, I have these interests or I have these ways that I want to help the system that I haven't had the chance to or whatever. Um, so to me, it's not about necessarily change as much as it is like the acceptance of the opportunity to grow and at the very least to know yourself. Because if you haven't had that chance to know yourself, how can we expect you to know what you want? When they think you can't expect someone to know if they want to integrate or if they want to stay their own person, or if they want to be background or more primary, how can they know anything about themselves if they don't know themselves? Exactly. And I think some of that's a little bit of experimentation. I think a lot of you guys have um, experimented with being out a little more or out a little less or being a part of different activities to sort of get that sense for yourself of what you want. It's like for you, I think you at least for now, have chosen to be um, less like a, a dominant part. You're in a lot more, and when you are out, tend to be more background for a lot of the activities of, of life. Am I, and I, maybe I'm wrong, and I just don't realize it, but that's my understanding sort of of where you're at right now. Yeah, I think that's correct. And I think that's okay. Um, and as long as you feel like that's meeting your needs right now, like that's that's a place you're comfortable at, at being and and that you could tell someone if that shifted then in my mind then yeah be, be there I don't know what are your thoughts on that yes <laughs> <laughs> okay that's fine um so you um you chose a different name and yeah. we don't need to like go into the meaning and stuff right now but that was a pretty big step for you to say I have, I have some thoughts on who I am and, and who I want to be and 
And that's not just Charlie's twin. That's not the other half of Charlie. Um, I still want to be connected to my brother, but I also want to be me. And I remember when you told me that you were changing your name. Do you remember when you were, when we talked about that? A little. You um, you were excited about the name, and you were really worried about something. Do you remember what you were worried about? I didn't know how Charlie would feel. Mm-hmm. And what was the worry? What were you worried about happening, or what were you worried about him feeling? I didn't want him to think that I didn't want to be a part of him or didn't want to be his twin or didn't want to still be connected to him because that was still really important to me. We're still very close and there's still so much that we share. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to lose that. Mm-hmm. And how did Charlie respond? Um, he was so excited for me. Mm-hmm. He was so happy. And so glad that I was taking that step to, to figure that out. Yeah. How did that feel? Really good. Yeah. And I think in my experience, both with you guys and with other systems that I've I've worked with, like more or less, that tends to be the consensus is that different people want they want everyone to feel for honey. Can you take Spike in the other room, please? He's um he's throwing it around like a like a little puppy. He's like a stuffed um, dinosaur that he really likes to shake and throw and make a lot of noise with. Um, but I think the consensus in general, Jasper Buddy, is the desire for each other to grow mm-hmm. in, in a healthy, safe way. And so that's. Been, Just for friends. Okay. Um, that's been something I think you guys can be really proud of is the way that you Jasper. Thank you. Um, the way that you've interacted with each other that way and the way that you've been able to support each other mm-hmm. sort of through growth. And I think, like I said, I think that's common for a lot of systems. Once that communication is there, once you guys start talking about what you want or need, people usually are really eager to, like, your whole purpose has been to help each other. Yeah. So, like, you and Charlie, like, there's some fear of of individuation. And at the same time, like, you guys existed to support each other. So how could he not support you? And how could you not support him, right? Yeah. Just that's how it is. Yeah. And I think we talked, I talked about this with, it might have been Amy, somebody was talking about like, it's so weird to them to not have like the idea of like not having people um, because they're so like, that's just how they are. Right. And I think that's one of the things about having people that is so beautiful. It's like in a system that communicates and works together, like you guys have your best friend there all the time. You always have someone you can go to that can support you, that can listen to you, that gets it in a way that no one else ever could because they've gone through the same things or they've been there for some of it or or whatever, right? Like there's just a connection there that you just aren't going to have with other people necessarily. Yeah, I mean, even if you have other people that are really supportive and really care about you, there's just something different 
Mm-hmm. And there's something different about having external people that care about you too. Like you need, you need both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I can't feel your thoughts the way Charlie can. And you can talk to me about something without worrying about it triggering me the way it might trigger Charlie. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. You really, like, you, you, I think it would be very challenging to heal and move to a healthy place without outside supports. And also, you're not going to do it if you're not working to support each other internally as well. It's just not going to be possible. Yeah, I don't think you're going to find the same healing and peace and things that you're looking for if you don't also have that peace of learning to communicate and support each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So what, we've talked a little bit about um, like kind of some of the things you see now as like the ways you've grown and stuff. Mm -hmm. One of the things I've asked people to share, even just like a sentence or two about is like, what was their role when they came? Um, And without going into too many details of like the trauma or whatever, what would you say your role was in the beginning? I think my biggest role was really supporting Charlie. Okay. And why did Charlie need support? Um, he had to deal with a lot of trauma. Okay. And um, it was a lot for him to take, so I did a lot of helping carry his emotions and I guess mostly his emotions and his thoughts, helping to carry some of that while he was going through it so that he didn't have to carry it alone. Were you out for any of the trauma yourself or were you more secondary in terms of like the active trauma? I mean, there were definitely moments where I was there, but I wasn't the active person out. It was more... You were never there without him. Yeah. And there were times when he was there without me. I don't think I realized that. So then as things have grown and changed, what do you see your role as now where do you fit in the system or do you know yet I don't think I really know exactly okay I think I'm still figuring out exactly what my role is Mm -hmm. or if I need to have a specific role Mm -hmm. I guess or whether it's just about taking the time to figure it out well, and I think sometimes we want roles to be very, like, cut and dried, like, you are a protector, you are a this. Yeah. And I don't, you know, for some people they are, but for others, maybe the role is more of, like, I'm one of the voices of, like, love in the system. And that's not super clear cut in terms of, like, I do this, this, and this, but it is in terms of, like, I make sure other people have support. I show love or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And Yeah, I think that's a good point that it's... Sometimes not as easy as just being like, oh, this is my role. Yeah, it's not always that clear cut. Um, what? So when I think of you and think of like time I've spent with you in the more recent past, mm-hmm. it's um, been around like projects and like crafty kind of things. What? Dogs, you're really the worst. That's that's dogs wrestling. That's not like one of us having a sneezing fit, you guys. I I don't have words for what's happening over there. Um, if they get real bad, we'll we'll pause recording, but hopefully they'll let us finish this. What what things do you like to do out, sweetie? Um, I enjoy anything artsy and creative. 
Um, you're one of the people that does the wreaths with us, right? Yeah, we've made the wreaths with the flowers, and that's something that I really enjoy doing. Why don't you talk a little bit? I don't know that everyone's going to know what we mean by that. So what do we do? Um, we buy, I don't know. They're grapevine wreaths. They're just like the frame. Yeah, and then we buy um, flowers to put in them. Or, like big flowers. Yeah, and like foliage and birds and kind of just creative little things. Mm-hmm. And um, then you just kind of go with it and create whatever feels right to you mm-hmm. and um and then we hang them on doors in our house and mm-hmm. we have different ones for different seasons and it's really i really enjoy it yeah i do too it's just sort of like this little like bit of like cheerfulness like mm-hmm. seasonal cheerfulness or something i don't know and i think um it's been fun to do that with you because i don't i don't feel like i see you and then there's I think one other person that often joins in the rethink, mm-hmm. um, who we're going to talk to actually later tonight in the next episode you guys get. But um, I don't feel like I see the two of you very often outside of projects like that. So it's been fun for me to know like that's the time I'll probably see you. Like if we're doing that, I'll probably get a little bit of time with the two of you, and that's kind of nice for me to have that predictability of like time together. Dogs, I I can't. They don't care. No. No. All right. Um, music. I've been asking everyone about music. What music do you like? Um, I really like musicals. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite? Are you one of the um, Wicked people? I do really like Wicked. Um, I also really like The Greatest Showman. No. You didn't even watch it. I have seen it, and I don't like it. You didn't see it. You didn't watch it. They play it it at work a lot when the kids are, like, having snack and whatever. You haven't sat down and truly watched it. I don't care. I don't like it. There's something about it that I, like, it makes me cringe, you guys. And I don't have a good reason. And I'm aware that I don't have a good reason. And this body gives me a hard time about it. But it's how I feel. You're entitled to your feelings. I'm also entitled to mine. You are. You do, and you guys, because of, of this body, I can sing every song along with the the musical. It's just, it's not for me. And I do like musicals in general, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. And what do you do when you're in? So you spend a lot more of your time in than some people. Mm-hmm. What do you do when in there? I mean, nothing. I'm sure, like, nothing, like, I don't know, profound necessarily, but like some people talked about like liking to be in nature or liking to read or liking to shove tray off the waterfall. No. Um, (laughs) I really just, I hang out in the garden. I hang out with people I'm close to. So who would those people Um, be? Charlie? Yeah, I hang out with Charlie a lot. Um, Elena, um, Leah. To probably the big people. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm a fairly introverted person, so I do mm-hmm. spend a lot of time journaling or just resting or taking in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I like doing, like tending to the flowers in the garden, things like that. Do you have a favorite flower? No, no. I like them all. <laughs> do you have a favorite place in the garden? Um, there's this little corner where there's a fountain, and that's my favorite place. Dogs! We're almost done, you know? Hey, Jasper! Hi! 
I can use did. Okay. Is there anything else that you would like the world to know about you except that we have annoying dogs? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I can't think of anything else right now, so maybe we stop before Jasper eats Maisie's face. Okay. So, um, if you have any questions for me or for Daniela, you can um, find the like message us on some of the podcasting platforms, or you can email us at myapuzzlepiecespodcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I don't know, guys. That's all I got. I'm busy petting a dog so he doesn't bark as Daniela pets the other one. So um, happy, I guess you'll get this on Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. And enjoy your, your day. Thanks for listening. Survive it. And um, feel free to reach out if you have questions for my friend Daniela here. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you, any of us. All right. Bye, all right. guys. Bye. Jasper. Bye.